0: So on days like today, days that are preceded by holiday in which our staff gets a tiny, but so well-deserved day off. We are back tomorrow, incidentally. We'd like to reach into the archives and bring you an episode that we love. And we're about to do that here, but we're doing it with a show that is I think the most thematically appropriate episode possible to give you. On a day in which, yeah, the people who are supposed to be doing this job simply cannot. It is an episode about the greatest and simply the strangest rule in all of sports. And it almost never gets invoked. But now you're about to meet the people who have made it happen. So enjoy. And yes, I am Pablo Torre. It is Tuesday, January 17th. And this is ESPN Daily. Jeremy Schaff, where are we starting this particular story?
1: Let's start the story on April 30th, 2022, the last day of the NHL regular season. We're in Dallas. The Ducks are in town, and the Ducks' starting goalie, John Gibson, in the first period, he suffers what they call in hockey, and only in hockey, an upper body injury.
2: Bit of a curveball coming out of the locker room. In net for the Ducks, Anthony Stolarz takes over. For John Gibson, something
1: wrong. That means the backup goes into the game. Their backup goalie, Anthony Stolarz. But in the second period, he suffers, again, they only call it this in hockey, a lower body injury. (laughs) And that means there's no goalie on the roster left to play for the Anaheim Ducks. And this is where emergency backup goalies enter the picture. In this case, a gentleman named Thomas Hodges at this point must come to the ice after having been sitting in the stands totally anonymously. You would have no idea if you were sitting next to him having a beer, eating a hot dog, that you were sitting (laughs) next to the guy who's going to play in the third period, Pablo. He quickly changes from Clark Kent into Superman and he becomes in an instant... In NHL goalie.
2: And now look at this the emergency backup goaltender Thomas Hodges for the Dallas Stars is now playing for the Ducks in the third period. Dreams do come true in the National Hockey League.
1: Wait, so Jeremy, who the hell is Thomas Hodges? The important thing to know here is that Thomas Hodges is not a professional hockey player. Thomas Hodges is an insurance agent that is his day job he's a 28 year old dallas-based insurance agent and now he is about to find himself playing in a consequential nhl game
0: he's finding himself providing insurance of a different kind
1: that's exactly right i should have thought of that
0: Getting to
3: be, in some way, a small part of the team you grew up idolizing, and like all these players that you saw as just like superhuman figures, is just unbelievable.
0: And to be very clear, he gets to do that, Jeremy, specifically because the home team has to have this guy, an emergency backup goalie, an e-bug as they're known, on site at the arena and ready to play for either team in case the actual goalies cannot play, This, again, is a wholly legitimate, very real-life rule in
1: the NHL. Oh, yes. Make no mistake. And it has been for some time. It's a situation that arises very, very rarely. Our colleague and friend Greg Wyshynski wrote about this a few years ago, and he did the math. Both goalies going down in the same game had happened, I think, three times in NHL history? It was something like 0.00004% <laughs> of the time. Okay, rarer than Halley's Comet. Okay, more likely that Vesuvius is going to blow. <laughs> but it does happen. There is nothing else like it. There's nothing else like it.
0: turns out that the greatest rule in all of sports is both the ultimate compliment and also the ultimate insults. Because on the one hand, the job of goalie is so special, so specialized, that no other position in hockey can possibly be trusted to fill in for a goalie on the fly. But a random insurance salesman, apparently, a guy who has never played in the NHL before, that guy can. So today, We talk about the people who've gone from up in the crowd to down onto the ice between the pipes and lived the dream.
2: Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Well, the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, wonderful pistachios has got you covered. Grab wonderful pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more.
0: So, Jeremy, I am curious if you've ever had this specific fantasy—a
1: playing goalie for the for the Anaheim Ducks. No, the one where you're a kid
0: and you know you're in the crowd at a game, a baseball game. You love baseball. Your favorite team needs a pinch hitter, and the manager sort of like looks vaguely out into the stands and and says, "You, Shap, hey, you you play little league." We need you down here. Come on, let's go. And you like hit a walk-off homer or something. That to me is such a quintessential sports delusion that all of us must have indulged at one point.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, you, you hit the game winning home run, you get the big strikeout, you catch the Super Bowl winning touchdown, you know, and who is this guy? He came out of nowhere like, you know, that, that there's something about that. The Roy Hobbs, you know, the the striking out the whammer, he burns a hole in the glove. That's the fantasy, right? Because, you know, when you're a kid, maybe you're still imagining like, no, you're going to be the whammer, right? Or you're going to be Connor McDavid. But at a certain point, you realize you stink. Yes. And that's not going to happen. (laughs) But there might be this one transcendent moment where, you know, if you'd really worked harder at it, if you'd actually tried, like, you know, Johnny, who got the scholarship to go wherever, you know, you could have been. This sort of movie
0: plot device, which is just patently, like, unrealistic, absurd, hockey has codified this, Jeremy, Yes. It codified it in a serious way. So the origins of the e-bug, how does this rule in all of its implausibility, how does it come into existence in the first place?
1: Well, what happened was it was seven years ago. It was March 4th, 2015. Florida Panthers are playing. They lose their starter, Roberto Luongo. And then they lose his backup, Al Montoya. So now, it looks like they might not have a goalie.
2: Florida Panthers don't have an eligible goaltender in the building.
1: One of the oddest things we've ever seen in a Florida Panthers game. Luongo ends up being able to come back into the game and play. I think he'd been to the hospital, came back from the hospital. But they were this close to a situation where they didn't have a goalie. And this specific incident with Florida seven years ago leads to a watershed moment in the history of the NHL rulebook.
0: They decide, Jeremy, because of this, like, near goalie death experience, that they need to establish, like, this presidential line of goalie succession, basically.
1: Yes, exactly. You know, and basically the e-bug is like the Secretary of Agriculture. That's right. State of the Union happens. We need someone
0: (laughs) elsewhere just ready in case everything goes wrong.
1: We're skipping the Speaker and the President Pro Tem of the Senate and uh, whatever the order of succession is. We're going all the way down with all due respect to the Secretary of Agriculture, maybe Health and Human Services. Yeah. And you are now Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. You
0: are the designated survivor there to save the country when all else fails.
1: That's what the emergency backup goalie is. They create this rule now, right? where you've got to have somebody in the arena who is prepared at any moment to step in for either team. You have dozens of these guys. Each team has at least a few of them. And there's one, at least one at every game who's ready to step in in the event that both goalies on one team go down. Now imagine this, Pablo. Again, we're talking about Haley's comet, right? We're talking about something that almost never happens. And it almost never happens to the point where they don't even put them on the bench. No, no, there's no room on the bench.
0: And so let me ask you just the obvious question I think everybody is wondering, Jeremy. Like, why can't one of the actual professional hockey players fill in? Like we see position players pitch mm. in baseball when needed, and they throw like thirty mile an hour ethics. Like, why can't we get the equivalent of that?
1: It has to do with the risk the inherent risk of playing goalie in the nhl i'd say it's different than coming in to pitch you know when your teams run out of pitchers or even quarterback right like half the guys in offense have played quarterback at some point in their careers you don't have a lot of guys who have experience as goalies playing as forwards and defensemen and it is dangerous and this is something we talked about when we recently sat down with uh Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL.
3: Better to have somebody who has a little bit of goaltender experience, even if it's not at the NHL level, than having somebody who's completely out of position risk his career by playing goaltender when he shouldn't.
0: Okay, so we have this brush with goalielessness in 2015 that sparks the NHL, the institution to make this rule we don't get an emergency backup goalie actually getting real ice time, Jeremy, in a real life game until when though? So it's
1: March 30th, 2018. We're in Chicago, and both Blackhawks goalies get injured. Which means, and, and you can't you can't make this stuff up, right, Pablo? A certified public accountant, right? It had to be an accountant. In the middle of tax season, (laughs) a guy named Scott Foster is summoned at that moment to his destiny.
2: Every team uh, playing a home game has to have a third goalie available. And in this case, he's going to come in. This is Scott Foster who's going to have to come into the game.
0: He is a certified public accountant, but not a certified professional goalie. Like, how much had this guy played?
1: No, we're not talking here about Tony Esposito or Martin Brodeur. This is a guy who had played at the professional level exactly never. <laughs> <laughs> he, had some, he had some junior hockey experience, but this is the moment at which the e-bug this creature that sprang from life really in 2015 became more than merely theoretical scott foster the cpa the chicago cpa coming to the rescue of the blackhawks
2: then myers is open and shoots it floating it up after that surprise contact here's lining put it in front
1: For 14 minutes, he was in goal. 14 full minutes of ice time, which probably felt like an eternity. Yeah. And he made seven saves. He surrendered no goals. Mm. And the Blackhawks won 6-2. to (laughs) How shocked were you that you actually had to
3: play? Uh, Well, the initial shock happened when I had to dress. And then... I think you just kind of black out after that. (laughs) Have have you been the guy kind of on standby this year just in case this happens? Uh, There's a collection of guys. I think I've done maybe 12, 15 games. I've come here. Usually I just head upstairs, watch a game from the press box, have a bite to eat and head home. So what's your day job? I'm an accountant by day. So a few hours ago I was sitting on my computer typing on a 10 key and now I'm uh, standing in front of you guys just finished 14 and a half minutes of NHL hockey. (laughs) Did you
1: give me advice before you went out?
3: Uh, I don't think I heard anything other than
0: put your helmet on. And (laughs) and now I'm standing here. And so this is the guy who records the very first save as an e-bug for the historical record here. But a couple years later, Jeremy, somehow it's 2020 and an even more absurd historic story unfolds. This time with a dude, and he is, again... A dude, just a dude, named David Ayers. So tell us about David.
1: Well, David Ayers is 38. And he had played a long time ago in the low minor leagues. But his full-time job, and it was, it was maybe misreported at the time that he was really a Zamboni driver who could resist. He actually ran a rink in Toronto. Which used to be Maple Leaf Gardens and worked for the Toronto Marlies, one of the teams there. So he's a guy whose life is in hockey. He's basically as close to the NHL as if you were the chief groundskeeper, you know, in AAA. Mm. This is a guy also who, 14 years earlier, was in kidney failure and needed a new kidney. And his mother, chose to give him one of her kidneys.
3: Originally, when I was on dialysis, you'd have your tubes kind of hanging out of your your neck on your chest, and I would still play hockey. I wasn't really supposed to. For me, that was a dream, to be able to get on the ice and being able to play again.
1: So, you know, as he's getting older, he's still around the game, but the dream of getting back on the ice was something that stayed with him. And then it's February 22nd, 2020. Carolina is in Toronto and the hurricane starter, James Reimer gets injured in the first period. And then in the second period, the backup, Peter Mrazek, he goes down. So David Ayers, you know, this guy who has dreamed of playing in the NHL his whole life, Maple Leafs fan. He's now in this situation, which has arisen only a couple of times ever in the NHL of playing against the Maple Leafs. For real. They're
3: coming into me saying, like, Dave, you know, get the rest of your gear on. Our goalie just got hit and you're next in line. Everything had happened kind of so fast, you didn't have time to think about it. You just kinda of put your gear on and go.
1: And not only does Ayers actually play, you know, now he's in the NHL, but he makes eight saves. <laughs>
3: Saved. Clifford dumps the puck in and I catch it and, and I was thinking to myself, this is my puck and I'm not giving it to anybody. That was my thought. I'm like, I'm never letting go of this puck.
1: This Ayers makes a bunch of saves and he is the goalie of record. He gets the win. He is the first e-bug to win a game mm. in the NHL.
0: What is the scene like in the locker room, Jeremy, as the first victorious E Bug has just been crowned?
1: You know, Ayers comes in, everybody's waiting for him, they're popping champagne like they've just won the Stanley Cup final. It's a huge celebration. The teammates, they love this. I mean, who doesn't love it? It's incredible, right? And they embrace it. And also, remember, I think it's a full embrace. You know, it's not, it's not a Wally, Pip, Lou Gehrig situation. You know, right. No one is threatened by the EBUG. <laughs> Nobody's going to lose their job through the EBUG. That's not going to happen. So you can just enjoy the moment.
0: Coming up, the question you all clearly have how big is that sweet sweet ebug payday
2: now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Every time, or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. So,
0: Jeremy, when the pandemic hits in 2020, How did that affect the whole emergency backup goaltender economy?
1: What it meant was that you had suddenly all these situations in which, you know, it wasn't about injuries. It wasn't about goalies getting injured during games, but it was about teams not having the goalies able to play because they were in COVID protocols, which was happening quite a lot. And if you're getting tested all the time, and if you test positive, then you're out. For a certain number of days. Typically, what you do is if you have a goalie, one of your two goalies, you know, on your NHL team, when are the protocols? Then you're calling up goalies from your minor league teams. But that wasn't always an option because they might not be nearby or they might be in protocols too. There were periods of time where, you know, the top four goalies in an organization were in protocols, or three out of four. And so suddenly, emergency backup goalies were in much greater demand than they had ever been before. And so as
0: rosters everywhere are in just utter disarray, chaos is reigning throughout sports, and the NHL in particular is seeing all of these new, strange faces at all these positions, you find one of these faces to follow. This guy, Dustin Smith, Dustin Bones Smith, excuse me. And what is Dustin Bones Smith's deal, Jeremy?
1: So Dustin Bones Smith is a longtime e-bug in Nashville for the Predators, whose day job is working as a baggage handler at the airport in Nashville.
3: Now it's <laughs> all me. I've been working for Southwest for a little over ten years now. The great thing about it, it really has this flexibility that allows me to live this hockey lifestyle.
1: This past December, Colorado starter, the Avalanches starter, Darcy Kemper, he enters into the protocol, which means their backup, Pavel François, becomes the presumptive starter, which means they need a backup now. And Dustin Bone Smith gets the call.
3: I got word. We need you to come down to the rink and get dressed for Colorado and you know, obviously right away there's a lot of nerves.
1: So that night the are in town and Dustin Smith goes from his job as a baggage handler at the airport to dressing and warming up for the Colorado avalanche that night in Nashville.
0: How is he feeling at this
1: moment? He's experiencing this the way that you or I might, as an out-of-body experience, you know? <laughs>
3: Things were kind of moving so fast that, you know, in the moment, they're just they're just hockey players. And then, you know, after the moment's over and looking back and reflecting on it, it's like, man, like,
0: there was Nathan McKinnon. There was Gail McCarr. I imagine it's sort of like, you know, did I just get dosed with something? What am I hallucinating right now?
1: Yeah, that's that's it. The shift can't be more drastic, can't be more sudden. It's like, go get your gear, put it on, and now you're warming up with some of the best players in the league. Now, look, Smith didn't get into the game, but that's one of the stories of the e-bug in the pandemic era. You're actually part of the team Mm. for a day or a couple of days because all the guys were paying to do this job, Or in the protocols.
0: The emergency aspect of this has become far more global. But you mentioned a word there, Jeremy, the guys who are getting paid. And so I have an important and arguably very overdue question at this point, which is what does an e bug make when they get called into action like this?
1: I don't know how often you guys use Yiddish on this show. But when I hear when I hear the question posed now, I can't think of anything but bupkis.
0: Yeah,
1: not a <laughs> zilch, nothing. They get tickets. Now, I, I, I can't speak. I didn't survey every team in the league, I admit. But the guys we spoke to said typically they get two tickets to the game. So you can bring a buddy. You can bring a date. Uh, there are some rules. What, by the way, you know,
0: what a date that would be. It's like, sorry, honey. Yeah, I gotta go take care of something, and then you reemerge right on the yes.
1: Yeah, and then after the game, yeah, I I just had to play a few minutes of the third period, so. <laughs> So you you get to go to the game and that's really the big draw and being associated with the organization. It's typically an organization, you know, that you are a fan of that you grew up uh, cheering for and you get meal money, at least in the case of Kyle Shapiro, one of the e-bugs we spoke to works with the devils. You get the option of eating the media meal, (laughs) which he was quite impressed with. I have to say, I've not had the same experience with most media meals. My sweet, sweet Kyle. Kyle, You have so much to learn. (laughs) Poor, Poor, (laughs) Kyle, (laughs) but there is a rule though. You're not allowed to drink. Mm,
0: It's the opposite of a drink ticket. It's an anti-drink ticket,
1: right? You're not supposed to be drinking,
0: but, but Jeremy, it does occur to me here. Like, The e-bug
1: clearly has all of the leverage in this equation. Yeah, that's—and I mentioned Kyle Shapiro, and I spent some time with him uh, down in Jersey talking about the situation, and when his name was called, when the Devils needed him, and by definition, they had no other options, I asked him about his negotiating position. In terms of negotiation, you kind of had them over the barrel. I mean, they (laughs) needed—did you make any demands— I did not. I think I was in such, you know, looking back on a 2020 hindsight, right? You had them at wit's end. They needed somebody. I probably should have asked for a little bit more than nothing, basically. (laughs) So Kyle Shapiro is one of these guys, like Dustin Bonesmith, who is needed. He's needed the day before in practice because guys are in protocol. So he spends an afternoon practicing with the team, and the guys are still in protocol. So now they need him to actually go on a road trip. Now, this is a strange situation for E-Bug because it's supposed to be, you know, each arena has one ready to play for either team, but he's no longer really the E-Bug. He has to be the backup goalie. (laughs) He's just the bug. He's just the bug for a game. So he's going on a road trip (laughs) with the Devils to Long Island.
0: Literally a road trip, no flying in all of its glory.
1: And so there's a tradition when you are suiting up for your first game in the National Hockey League and P.K. Subban, uh, the former Norris Trophy winner, the Devils defenseman, I- insists that that Kyle, the backup goalie, take part and honor this tradition.
2: A player that hasn't played a game yet, um, when we're coming out
1: for warm-up, uh, we usually let them go on the ice first and, and do a couple laps. Well, PK said I had to do it without a helmet on and go no bucket. Because goalies, you can't see their face. I wanted to make sure that all his family and friends got to see his face um, and see him wearing the jersey and being out there. So Kyle gets to spend, you know, two days with the team. He fully indulged. And when I mean indulged, I mean the food. That was a a preoccupation of his. The team meal, he was very enthusiastic And I should say, Kyle, his full-time job is coaching a junior team in New Jersey. But this was a huge thrill for him. And then the experience was really made complete after the game. Honestly, I got lucky enough where they invited me out to dinner and everything that night. It's kind of the full experience, you know? So to be able to enjoy a night on the town with the guys, I'm sure it was a special experience for him.
3: They included me like I was part of the team, and that was probably the biggest profound moment through the whole thing is that they were willing to do something like that.
0: It does feel now that I hear all of that, Jeremy, that like hockey as a culture, they clearly do value these guys in meaningful ways. And at this point, I feel like we should probably return to where we started on that note, right? Because. Thomas Hodges, the emergency backup goalie for the Dallas Stars that we started this whole thing with, the insurance agent by day, e-bug by night. His backstory is also worth exploring here.
1: No, I mean, it really is. Thomas Hodges was born and lived in England until he was 10. He's English. He comes to the U.S. for the first time. His father's job is transferred. He's transferred to Dallas. He comes to Dallas he goes to some giant mall and like he's anything he's ever seen before. And there's an ice rink in it in Dallas. And he'd never been enthusiastic about this is what he said. Any sport at this point in his life, 10 years old. And he sees, you know, people playing hockey, something he's never seen before. And instantly he is smitten. He's smitten with hockey. And he wants he, like a, a typical kid, his dream now is, is to take this to the highest level. He wants to play in the NHL, but not long after, really not long after he moves to the U.S., there's an incident on the ice and he's hit by a puck.
3: When I was about 12 years old, I lost the sight in my left eye. And so it just, you know, it became kind of a, an impossibility.
1: Hodges doesn't quit. He keeps playing the game. He keeps playing goalie. And even as, you know, his dreams of being an NHL star or an NHL average player, as those dreams fade, he gets to stay close to the game, right? Because he becomes an e-bug. Then when this moment finally arrives, this completely unlikely moment, he said there was one person more than anyone else who was in his thoughts.
3: I lost my mom a couple years ago and I, I, I knew she would be up there taking care of me.
1: What were you thinking about her during this time?
3: I'd come up with all these things I wanted to tell her and then suddenly realize, can't do that anymore.
1: Thomas Hodges, which has been the emergency backup here in Dallas since 2019.
3: I was trying not to panic, but when we got out into the tunnel. I started to feel much better. I saw the ice. I was like, "Okay, but I've played hockey before." So, it wasn't it wasn't until after the game that I then started thinking about it again.
2: That's great. That is great. Feel-good ending to the Anaheim Ducks season.
3: It still doesn't quite feel real, but it still sort of feels like a fever dream. <laughs>
1: Pablo, we can't emphasize this enough. There's nothing else like this, right? There's nothing else in sports like this. You know, Thomas Hodges is an insurance agent. We talk to baggage handlers, CPAs, rink managers, junior hockey coaches. It's special. It's real. This is only possible in the NHL. It's one of a kind.
0: Jeremy Shap, a man we may need to hire at some point as ESPN Daily's emergency backup podcast host, <laughs> an e-buff, if you will. Thank you, <laughs> as always, for joining me.
1: Do I get a meal tickets? Do, do I get to choose, you know? As long as you don't drink. Never.
0: I am Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily, and we'll be back with a new episode for you tomorrow.